0: Welcome to the Talking Solutions with the Chesh podcast. I'm your host, William Cheshire. Join me in learning about optimistic solutions to some of society's problems as we interview entrepreneurs, small business owners, and employees, among others, working to provide solutions and bring positivity into the world. Hey, welcome into another edition of the Talking Solutions with the Chesh podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about consumers. And we have uh, the founder of The Circular Consumer with us today, Anisa Marshchuk. Anisa, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for coming on. Excited to have this uh, episode and really kind of dig deep into a little bit about what you do. So for all the listeners out there to kind of get us rolling, can you please tell us a a little bit about what The Circular Consumer encompasses?
1: Yeah, so The Circular Consumer is um, an online community that I've created to promote and empower um, conscious consumerism and to inspire uh, sustainable living. So we talk about topics That involves um, educating on the circular economy and the importance of that. And we talk about how to live sustainable, um, incorporate sustainable habits into your lifestyle um, so that we can all lower our impact on the environment.
0: Yeah, that's great. Tell us a little bit about about the background, about why why you felt the need to come out and do this. Because I know you have experience of, of kind of seeing firsthand knowledge about the impacts of consumerism, especially the way we have typically consumed uh, in in you know North American society. So, tell us a little bit about your experience and, and why why you decided to to go through with this.
1: Yeah, so my background is in chemistry, and um, out of university, I started working in um, water treatment development, developing technology to treat industrial wastewater, Um, and this industrial wastewater was coming from different sources, such as resource extraction, all the way through to landfill leachate, and then when I left that job after a few years, I went to Indonesia and I worked as a sustainability advisor there and while I was there I had worked I spent a day working in an education an eco-center with some youth and they had taken me down into one of their classrooms and aligning the walls were different plastics that had been shipped there from countries all developed countries all around the world including the U.S. Canada um, many countries in Europe so it was very shocking to see like common household brands to see that packaging in Indonesia and when back home we have these we have infrastructure to deal with plastics and our recyclables so it really um, brought to light I guess maybe the issues that exist within our waste management systems here in Canada. Um, so yeah, from there I sort of I sort of got the full picture from about the impacts of consumerism. And when I had asked the um, director of the Eco Center, like, how can I help? They said please just go back and like create awareness and let people know the impacts of consumerism. So that experience mixed with my previous experience of seeing the environmental and social impacts of resource extraction all the way through to waste management. Effectively, the, the entire life cycle effect of consumerism was, yeah, left a big impression for sure
0: yeah yeah there's a couple of things that really uh, kind of intrigued me there and i definitely want to get to asking you about you know how people can change their habits and what people can do but one thing that really kind of stands out to me that i think is an, is one of the biggest issues that kind of faces the awareness around that is the fact that we don't really see it you know in in north america like you know you're from canada i'm from the u.s um, at least in, in America and in Canada, like it's not really front and center. Like you had just mentioned in Indonesia or anything like that, those are the, the countries and the people that are kind of suffering from our consumer habits, which obviously is when you think about it like that, wow, that's really not fair. Like that seems a little ridiculous. So do you think that that's kind of the biggest issue is just the, uh, to the problem that is, it's just the fact that it's just out of sight, out of mind type thing.
1: Absolutely. So. Here in Canada and the U.S., we have these right, recycle programs um, in place. And, you know, the consumer puts their recyclables in the bin and it goes away. And we don't really think about it beyond that point. Same with our our waste or our trash. Um, we don't think about the next step in that life cycle, the resources that are required for to process, like recycled products or materials, as well as the environmental impacts of our waste even going to a landfill. So definitely, I think there is a lack of awareness on what happens after it leaves, you know, our home. And I think if we... And I mean, even for myself, before I had um, traveled to Indonesia, I, I also didn't know what happened after I put my trash in the garbage or my recyclables in the bin, so...
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things where I think people might recognize it, read about it and go, wow, that's awful. I need to do better. But then it just goes away over a little bit of time. I don't know what it is with human human nature and the way we think and the way our brains operate, but I just feel like... You know i i might watch a documentary or something and i go oh that's awful i need to change the habits and then maybe i do so for a few days but then it kind of gets out of sight out of mind again where i'm not kind of seeing it and everything like that as well so i think what you're doing um to create this awareness and and clearly they think the same uh as well when when you ask hey what can i do and they say hey it's just just awareness awareness um so do you see that kind of growing though i mean I, i feel like i see Uh, people like you more often and other people trying to create that education from a global perspective about what our um, habits and how they impact other places, whether it be negatively or positively. Do you think that it's increasing the exposure?
1: Absolutely. Um, There are many people out there like me spreading or creating awareness and getting people involved, especially through social media. We're able to reach wide audiences but I think too um, even governments are realizing sort of the world is waking up to our our waste issues specifically plastics. Plastics have been in the news a lot in the last few years with uh, microplastics showing up in our food chain. They're like in glaciers. Literally microplastics can now be found everywhere so I think there is more awareness around the issue and people are starting to think more about how they can live sustainably or how they can minimize their impact. But I think from from my point of view, it's very important that we not look at how do we manage the waste, but rather how do we prevent the waste. So looking upstream in our buying habits and trying to look at ways that we can minimize excess waste through like packaging or even um, just buying less in general.
0: Spot on, I think there and definitely want to get going to that. Plastic, for example, uh, I have grown to really despise plastic, to be honest, because it's from an environmental level, it's terrible. Uh, there are a lot of studies going on about plastics effects on your genes and your cells and things of that nature as well, especially with men and stuff like that, which is really kind of like, okay, that's bad, right? And so the only thing that plastics got going for it is its convenience, which is unfortunately very powerful. Um, so I'm definitely on that train to to kind of get away from the plastics, but I want to roll into the solutions aspect of it as well Anissa, i want you to to share your education with us share your education uh so that people listening can be more educated consumers consume less you also uh went on a financial journey a little bit with a version of minimalism you'll you'll have to elaborate a little more on that but you know paying down debt which also i think is really interesting just to combine your consumerism with your financial habits it's just a win-win there but uh, i want you to elaborate a little bit more on what are some things that the consumer does right now that they can improve on or fix in their kind of everyday spending habits that will help uh, the environment and, and ultimately, like you said, help them consume less and also save more money.
1: Yeah, so plastics came about because they're, of their convenience and they're very economical. It actually doesn't cost a lot to produce plastic, which is another very big barrier in removing it. Um, but yeah, my journey actually started uh, when I was on another mission to re- pay down my student loan and my car loan debt. And I was on this journey to financial independence. And by tracking my spending through creating a budget, I was able to see exactly where I was spending and what I was buying. And from there, I was able to optimize my expenses and also define what I really needed in my life and what I didn't need. So I was sort of seeing like what excess I was bringing into my home oh, without even under, without even uh, realizing it. So I think a very good place to start is to define what is enough. What do you need in order to create the lifestyle that you want? And through sort of doing that exercise you can determine what holds value. So then when you go shopping, you tend to be a little bit more intentional with your purchases because everything that you're buying is going to directly benefit your your current the lifestyle that you want.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I love what you said kind of about looking at your finances and kind of seeing um, you know, your budget or expenses, things of that nature as well, because I think that that is tangible. I mentioned earlier about how, you know, out of sight, out of mind with the waste and the excess and the garbage and the plastics and all those types of bad things that other countries, but your finances are, and finances are a funny thing for a lot of people, right? It's kind of like blind eye, blind eye. Uh, I'm not really going to look at what, what I'm expending or anything. Cause you're kind of nervous. You don't really want to see it. And once you see it, I feel like you're much more inclined to, to take action by it. So I think that's a great way to kind of uh, approach that as well. But one thing I, I, I think that people probably struggle with is that they may want to consume less, but it's almost, I don't want to call it an addiction because it's not an addiction, but when, well, but, but when you have a 24-7 advertising cycle. And you have society that kind of pushes these new products out all the time with their businesses and that you need to look cool or status and things like that as well. So what do you think people can do to to kind of change that type of mindset where it's not so much like, oh, I need this fancy thing? Because I think that's what drives a lot of consumer habits. So curious to kind of get your opinion on that, because I agree with what you say completely. Everything is about value, right? Like, is, it, is are some of these things really valuable or are they not? Or do you just want it to have it type thing? So what what do you think that people can kind of work on to to kind of have that self reflection?
1: That is a very good question. And I think unfortunately it's something that you have to define and like determine like within yourself. For me, I was very motivated to save money and also I'm very motivated to live the life that I choose. So by saving, by not having debt, I'm able to live a more flexible lifestyle. I can choose what type of work I want. Yeah, again, it's just what type of, it's really looking at what type of lifestyle do I want and what do I, what habits do I need to create and incorporate in order to achieve that lifestyle?
0: right one of the things you do which i think helps people with that because i think everybody kind of wants to be consume less or consume with a company that's a little bit more sustainable or environmental friendly with their practices whether it's the creation of their products production of their products whatever that might be and mistake me if i'm wrong but you know one of the things that you like to do is kind of match consumers with sustainable friendly brands and things of that nature as well. So what made you think that that would be uh, kind of a good idea? And what are some of the processes you go through to, to kind of find those sustainable brands and then connect them with with uh, consumers and people that you, you kind of work with?
1: Yeah, so greenwashing is a very big problem. And for those who don't know what greenwashing is, it's basically when companies are claiming to be environmentally friendly or low-impact, but they're really not. So typically you'll see it's often used on labels with like eco-friendly or green or the labels will be colored green. Even the products are sometimes colored green to give this impression that, you know, the product is environmentally friendly. So I, part of my mission is to bring sustainable products to the everyday consumer. And I do that by researching brands and companies that are actually going above and beyond um, in sustainability. So these are brands that are sourcing local um, raw materials or they're supporting local companies. Manufacturing is done in a sustainable and ethical way, um, whether it be here or um, abroad. Also like, Supporting brands are promoting brands that are taking disposal into consideration with their products. Um, they sort of take like a holistic approach to the production of their products throughout the entire life cycle. Um, so i d- I sort of do all the research for the cons- the consumer so that they don't have to because it takes a lot of time.
0: Yeah, I would imagine, especially based off of the, the comment and definition you made about greenwashing. I mean, you kind of got to sift through all kind of the BS um, that they might have and figure out, okay, is this company just a greenwasher again? Are they just saying it because they want to look good? Or are they actually putting tangible products and action into their, their words and doing so? So I imagine that is quite uh, Time-consuming as well. So when you find uh, these brands and and you kind of are able to to chat with people that follow you and things of that nature as you spread the awareness as well, uh, you know how do they usually? How do your consumers or the people that you that follow you and, and the feedback you uh, kind of get? Tell us a little bit about you know the feedback. I imagine it's pretty positive. Um, you know when when they have someone that's able to get them to be able to buy these sustainable products.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Um the online community is very appreciative of all of that research that goes into finding these brands. Um, I think too, it helps them to sort of take the first step in you know, creating these new sustainable habits. And then on, from the brand perspective, I think too, it's beneficial for them because they're reaching a very like niche community who An intentional community that wants to incorporate these habits and to reduce their impact.
0: Yeah, and and with that as well, what types of things? I guess what I'm asking is, uh, how do you spread the message, right? Like, because you match these brands up and then you have the community. Uh, So what types of things can people kind of get from you uh, in order to learn more about this? Uh, Will they schedule kind of uh, coaching? I know that you have like products, like a newsletter and things like that to kind of get the tips in the community down or their guides or things like that. Like, What are the the best ways that people can kind of access your resources to learn a little bit more about um, these sustainable habits and these sustainable brands?
1: Yeah, so um, we have a blog, and on there, um, there's, under different categories, um, all the content is categorized, and there's, um, we do feature sustainable brands and sort of tell their story, um, which I think is very powerful, because it being able to tell a brand's story sort of sets them apart, and then people can easily access that, like the product that they sell, yeah, so if you're a consumer looking for sustainable products or to learn more, you can definitely check out the blog. There's also our Instagram, which is filled with tips and knowledge all around like the circular uh, economy as well as sustainability. There's also the newsletter, as you mentioned, which people can sign up on the website. There's also we have an ebook that's coming out later this month beginning of next month which is all focused around how to save money and live sustainably so for sort of taking my experience and providing all of the tips and sort of a roadmap to how to get started on that journey if people are interested in it.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are interested in saving more money and being uh, more consumer habit friendly. That's for sure. Let's talk a little bit about the financial side of it as well. Because I know, like you mentioned, that was the initial drive. That was it. Like, you know, with the college debt and car loan debt as well. What do you think is the best first step? I I know you mentioned a budget, so maybe that might be it. But what do you think is the best first step a consumer can do to kind of take a look at their finances and start to get them a little bit under control?
1: So the best first step is like changing your mindset and wanting to actually change your financial situation. Because a budget and finance tracker is only as good as the amount of effort that you're going to put into it. So for me, literally the first question was, where's all my money going? I was working full time, I was paying my bills, but I sort of just at the end of the day felt like I was like my money was leaking out somewhere. (laughs) I didn't know where. Um, So that's when I decided to create a budget, which is just like, I mean, very simply put looking at what your income is and what your expenses are, your fixed and your variable expenses. And then, and then I added another layer of financial tracking, which again, like I said, it painted a very clear picture of, like where my money was going, what I was spending it on. Um, and the expense tracking is very powerful because it personalizes your budget and it really allows you to take accountability and ownership of of your financial situation. Yeah, so I would say mindset and then budget and expense tracking are the two Big or the two most important ways to get started.
0: I think mindset. Yeah, I think for me, uh, mindset is is key for everything. Right, you have to be motivated, or I don't know if motivated is the right word, but you have to make it developed into a habit. Right, ambition or something a little more permanent than motivation. So I think that's great to kind of reflect on the expenses. Now, one question I think some people might be wondering, and and you know I have this question as well is, you know sometimes the association of sustainability, the association of eco-friendly also comes with an increased cost. All right. Um, That's kind of an association. Some people have, whether it's true or not, who knows, but for, Organic food, for example, you know, or healthy eating. One of the big arguments people have is, oh, well, healthy eating is too expensive. Uh, You can't do that, blah, 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 things of that nature as well. So when it comes to, in your experience with these brands that you've researched and their products, is there an increased cost um, that kind of comes a part of that uh, as well? Or do you see it kind of on par or where do you kind of see that? Or is it kind of a variable? I
1: think that there's definitely an increase. Cost for the products, and in my opinion, there should be an increased cost because it costs more to source sustainable raw materials. It costs more for certifications. It costs more to pay fair wages and to take care of your workers um, and to have them working in safe establishments. So yeah, there is that that opinion that sustainable products do cost more. But when you pair that with sort of looking at your expenses and defining what you really need in life and what you defining what you need versus what you want, you're able to save money, which then you can use to invest in these sustainable products. Um, I think when we are transitioning into a more sustainable lifestyle, we should be looking at our products being an investment and not just something that we're consuming and throwing away. And I think the money that you'll save by buying less can actually then balance out that um, increased cost
0: yeah and i think this is where you know i love your name the kind of the circular consumer right because it all circulates it all kind of relates to everything like you mentioned the fair wages uh you know health benefits as well like if you're talking organic sourced food versus uh you know food with with a bunch of you know bad things in it chemicals and things of that nature as well you know all these types of things should be looked at as an investment in value right because you may not be getting money back necessarily in your investment from a traditional sense, but you might be getting the health benefits of the investment, or you might be getting the investment of the time that is going to create more sustainability and better lives for other people across the board and long term. I mean, look at what we're doing to, you know, countries Uh, you know, Southeast Asia has some of those problems. Some of the countries I I believe and uh, parts of Africa have a couple of the issues as well. The trash, the waste, like all that types of things is hurting those people, which when you think about it, well, might need to spend a bunch of money on it later. So, you know, you have to look at it in an investment. So I really like that kind of mindset that, that you had kind of with that circular consumer. So, um, yeah, actually I'm kind of curious, where did you come up uh, with the name, the circular consumer?
1: Yeah, so the circular consumer actually came about because I wanted to educate um, everyone or create awareness around the circular economy and sort of highlight the benefits of the circular economy because there's um, zero waste, which is also very popular. but zero waste is sort of one part of the circular economy. And so, I wanted to, yeah, incorporate, take a more holistic approach and educate on that. And then, as I started writing um, blog posts and you know just sort of finding my groove with the business, I realized, well, actually, circular consumer encompasses so much more. There's this there's like the sustainability side, and you know. Redesigning our economy to um, create generate less waste. But there's also um, this part that when we become aware of our financial situation and what we're buying, we can then take that money that we save and reinvest it in like social programs, our community development, sustainable businesses. So it's kind of looking at at like return on investment and sort of redefining return on investment like you touched on earlier we're so used to looking at things from a financial perspective but we really need to be looking and considering what other benefits are coming from these actions like you mentioned about the in bettering our health which means that we'll save money like down the road but I don't know if it's just human nature, but we tend to look more like short term and look for those short term wins versus those long term wins. So we need to yeah, be more aware of like the long term gains, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think people definitely need to focus. It's very hard to imagine yourself in the future sometimes, you know, like especially when you're talking decades in the future, it can be difficult. I think that leads to a large part um, people when saving for retirement, at least in America. You know, people struggle with saving for retirement. And I think a large part is because it's hard to envision yourself in the future versus all oh, right now I need this I need that uh, and I don't and I, I think the best part about it is just goes back to that mindset comment you made. I think that we can make as a consumers more focused our mindset on creating value for ourselves and the people around us and then if that happens, it'll just kind of continue to snowball. And it'll really, you know, create uh, much better lives for everyone because there's no reason why you know if you take a budget and you get your finances in order there's no reason why you can't invest a little more money in things that are more sustainable that are better for your health there's no reason why you can't invest in traditional roi and in and, and stock investments or whatever and then use that money that you make to then invest more in kind of sustainable stuff so it's just that circular consumer lifestyle um, that I think can li- really lead to to great tangible results. Um, Anissa, I kind of want to talk uh, ask you a couple questions about you know the business. how How is that kind of going? Uh, how have you seen it evolve from the start? and what kinds of things maybe have surprised you, have um, in a good or a bad way? And, and what are some challenges you face?
1: Yeah, so initially it was um, started to just create awareness. And from there, it's evolved into um, something that I'm still trying to figure out because it is fairly new. It's only been up for six months now, but I've incorporated um, consulting. So working with uh, brands on um, their marketing, as well as how they can working with them to develop uh, sustainable processes within their business to lower their impacts, and then figuring out ways of how we can measure that impact and like quantify it so then we can bring that back to the consumer to say like this is actually the impact that we're having versus the traditional um route so that's really exciting there's consulting um and plus i love working with brands i love telling their story i love spreading this like good news and really Innovative ideas, I think, is also, it, that gets me really excited. And then uh, working more with the community, I've, like I mentioned, I have the ebook that's coming out, and then hopefully from there, we will be developing courses, um, which go dive a little bit more into um, helping people sort out their finances and start living sustainably.
0: Love it. When you approach those brands and you have conversations with those brands, is it a lot of you kind of outreaching? Are they coming to you? And, and take us a little bit of behind the scenes, how those conversations go. Because I think with some brands, you know, you, you Always kind of hear, oh, corporate, you know, culture might kind of eat you alive type stuff. But, you know, there are a lot of companies out there that see the problem and, and they are attempting to to add value with that through consultancy, like somebody like yourself, or even departments for bigger companies as well. So, take us a little bit behind the scenes uh, what it's like working with these brands, telling their story, and um, the way that you link to these brands and, and work with them and, and how you get them as clients.
1: Yeah, so. It's a little bit, it's a balance between me reaching out to brands and also them um, finding me. Um, Typically, I work with smaller businesses. Um, I don't have any corporate clients at this point, maybe somewhere down the future. But I think for me, I very, um, I really value small business and the local economy because when you have a very strong local economy, you build resiliency within the community, so I think that's really important and super powerful to focus on. But yeah, it's most—it's a little bit of both: me reaching out and them finding me.
0: Ah, uh, that's the power of social media, right? Anissa, what t- other types of things kind of would you like to add about your platform, and um, you know, just to create awareness and things of that nature uh, about the, the the issue of our current version of consumerism?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think that, like I mentioned earlier, we just really need to become more intentional with our consumption habits because everything that we consume or use or make dispose of it really all comes from the earth. Like we depend on the earth for our prosperity and, so far, we've been operating in this linear economy which is extremely wasteful. so as, comp- or, pardon me, as um, countries start to incorporate the circular economy in industry um, where we're recycling materials, that will overall like lower the our impact on the environment and ensure like prosperity for the future. So I think it's really about becoming intentional with our buying habits through um, maybe buying package free if you have available or access to that, um, buying less, investing in sustainable businesses, or buying sustain um, supporting local sustainable businesses. So there's lots of ways to like incorporate it. It's, it's, or even just changing your mindset, taking transit to work instead of driving your car, carpooling, walking to the store. There's so many ways um, to incorporate sustainability or to lower your impact on the environment. And I think that sort of, you know, the key thing that we needed, we need to address. Um, So you can definitely like check out the Instagram page. There's, So many options or like suggestions, tips on how to incorporate those habits.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I can even think um, cities to a limit as well. Like, for example, uh, I was living in Mexico City for a little while. Parts of Mexico City, they don't even offer plastic bags at the store, right? You got to just go in and uh, bring your own reusable bag which at first it was kind of annoying, right? Cause I was so used to going and, and having a bag, but now even as I came back to the States and stuff, I'm like, man, I'd rather just have that same bag. It's nice and easy. I hate the plastic bags. They're small. They're not as sturdy. They're not as strong. You know, like it's just, it's one of those small little things that, that you can make a change for that you may not think is making a big impact, but as a whole, as a community, if we can continue to do it, it'll have a big change.
1: Absolutely. And that's where we need government to really step in and, like, create and implement policies around plastic usage. Here in Canada, we've banned single-use plastics, Um, so we're phasing out, you know, straws, um, plastic cutlery, any, like, single-use plastic items, um, which is great. It's great to have a policy, but we also need it to be enforced and that, like, industry needs to make sure that they're playing their part in that as well. And then as the consumer, we can also choose to refuse any single use plastic items by purchasing reusables.
0: That's where the education comes into play because, uh, you know, people like you and the circular consumer and things of that nature, because I do think when people actually understand um, the big issue with it and they go, oh, wow, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't really like that anymore. I'm not going to do that. Um, I think that's where you get a lot of powerful stuff. And, and even if it costs maybe a little bit more uh, in the short term, but in the long term, uh, it might have those those benefits going forward as well. So, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of the platform. I love the education that you're providing, uh, Anisa. And how can people follow you? How can they be part of the circular consumer community? Um, and, and how can they get involved a little bit?
1: Yeah, so check us out on Instagram um, at the circular consumer, circular the dot circular dot consumer. We'll put the link in the in the notes. Um, check us out on our website, circularconsumer.com. There's um, a web uh of me a newsletter that you can sign up for to get um, weekly updates on what's going on. We offer guest posting so anybody who has an interesting story or product that they want to put out there, we invite people to participate that way. There's Lots of ways. I mean, we have a Facebook page as well.
0: Facebook pages, are you kind of just need to have one these days, don't you? Even though it's just, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Anissa, thank you so much. Um, Anything else that you'd like to add uh, before I let you go here?
1: No. um, If anybody has any questions, please reach out on any of our platforms. I'd love to connect and chat.
0: Awesome. Anissa, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast and, and talking about your solution and providing awareness uh, around some of these uh, issues and, and also your plans uh, with the newsletter, the tips, the Instagram, the tips, and then your plans for the ebook coming out and then courses in the future where people can really, um, number one, save money, number two, uh, be a more responsible consumer as well from a sustainable standpoint. So thanks so much for uh, chatting with me today. Thank you. That is Anisa Marshuk joining us on the Talking Solutions with the Chesh podcast. She is the owner of the Circular Consumer. You can find out more information at thecircularconsumer.com. As she mentioned, you can also follow uh, on Instagram at the.circular.consumer. Lots of great tips on, um, on there uh, for you. It's for your lifestyle, sustainable habits, also to, to, budget and financially as well. So fantastic stuff there. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Talking Solutions with the Chesh podcast. As always, uh, we'll have a bunch of information on the circular consumer uh, throughout the week on our Instagram page at Talking Solutions Podcast. So encourage you to go uh, check that out as well. But that'll conclude this episode. Until next time, hope you all have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the Talkin' Solutions with the Chesh podcast. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode, and you can find out more about our featured guests and their solutions on our Talkin' Solutions podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube channels, as we focus on highlighting individuals providing solutions to social problems and bringing optimism to the world.